beautiful people and welcome to the mm, about that podcast with me your host your favorite geek psychologist your favorite pop culture enthusiast your favorite queen of the nerds dr vanessa hints today lovely people i am so excited to bring you the second part of my conversation with none other than Mr. Victor Dandridge Jr., AKA the hardest working man in comics. We are continuing on with our discussion of the one, the only, the incomparable Miles Morales. So today's conversation will feature the dope expert analysis of the various Spider-Man movie franchises, their box office successes or lack thereof in some cases um and what that means for how we value these various spider people so without further ado please my friends enjoy so that was a tremendous segue because for me too again you heard me say spider-man is not my favorite though Mm -hmm. i have seen now every spider-man film ever made um now i've seen everyone ever made um some only once don't ever need to watch them again Um, But I think it was interesting for me to try to put into perspective how this stacks up because we have seen now two trilogies, one double feature and or two double features now in terms of Spider-Man films. And I'm just going to share these numbers with everyone and then we're going to talk about it in terms of box office success. So these stats I looked up earlier today from Box Office Mojo just to give us a perspective. So Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man trilogy that ran from 2002 to 2007 mm-hmm. worldwide all three of those films made about 2.5 b's 2.5 mm-hmm. billion dollars early 2000s dollars so somebody do that math i'm not that good it's, it's in terms more. of how much money that would be now i don't know yeah. but toby 2.5 b's right mm-hmm. um then came andrew garfield his tall statuesque self um as the amazing spider-man he's so cute he's so I cute i like that spider-man series you know, I didn't either. He was cute, yeah. though. Ooh, he, ooh, I thought I was going to lose you on that one. No, ooh. absolutely not. No, I, I think he's cute. Yes. And I think I think when he came back for uh, No Way Home, I, I, I appreciated him. That made me happy. That was that was about it. But he's mm-hmm. great. He's, he has great hair. Um, <laughs> but his, his two amazing Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. 1.5 Bs around Interesting. there. Interesting. 1.5. Um, and that was mid-2000s money, so 2010s. Now it is it is worth noting that in comparison in comparing the two, you can look at yes, Tobey Maguire's has one more film than uh, Andrews, so that could attribute to um, the possibility of more money being made. But you also have to account for the fact that in Andrews' time, superhero movies had hit a higher platform, yes. um, where not only was there uh, the additional showcase of the MCU, yes. but the DCEU had started as well. And so the the it's like a three-way match mm-hmm. of MCU movies, uh, Warner Brothers movies, and Sony movies. Whereas yes. with the Tobey Maguire's, that wasn't the case. Yes, It was really only Sony and Fox that were doing anything and they were very small franchise units, not big ones. Yes. Yes. And I think that that again is a tremendous segue to talking about the Tom Holland Spider-Man films, yes. because again, he was born firmly 
at the height of the MCU, right? And mm -hmm. I think that when I think about the popularity of these films, particularly the last one, given mm -hmm. that were we really going to see him? Or were we going to see everything else? Like, I don't know. Right. I wasn't really going to see him. But um, for 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 Tom Holland's Spider-Man films, his mm -hmm. three Spider-Man films totaled almost $4 billion That's worldwide right. for right. three three his three films with the um, highest grossing being Spider-Man No Way Home at almost $2 billion. So yeah. half of that gross came from that last film alone, which again, is it because of Tom Holland? Right. Or is it because it's it a lot going on? I, you know what? I said that um, jokingly to someone, um, and they kind of got mad at me. But I'm like, no, look at it. One of the things that that you have to give credit for is that No Way Home brought in the other two franchises in major ways. Yes. We're not just talking about like, oh, it's a passing cameo. Um, one of the key bad guys is Norman Osborn from the Tobey Maguire stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he was the key bad guy. Followed up with um, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. So mm -hmm. that Tobey Maguire showcase, none of this movie can happen without them. Mm -hmm. Like that's two movies in there that you can't do this movie without. Mm -hmm. uh, to a lesser degree, yes, we had The Lizard. Yes, we had Electro. Those are from the two Andrew Garfield movies, but they were so minor players in the scale of things that you can kind of go, ah, not mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. But it still had an impact without question mm -hmm. on what that third Tom Holland feature did without question. And y'all better stop acting like Willem Dafoe is not a national treasure. That man was like 73 years. I don't know how old he was, but he was still like, I'm, I'm about to do it. What was that, 20, 20 years later? After yes. he made the first, like, yes. what, you better stop it. Yes, it's like, still terrifying. Still terrifying. I was just about to say, face yeah. still creepy. At, mm, mm hmm mm hmm Mm -hmm. um oh see now i'm thinking about it and now i'm like i feel it in my chest a little bit i'm thinking I'm about it and his the, his laugh like oh god oh still gets me. Uh, um okay so now back back to miles so to put this into perspective yes. both spider-verse films that we have had thus far the first in 2018 most recent mm -hmm. in 2023 those two films have totaled thus far one 1.07 billion wow so of all of the the, the Spider-Man or movie like mm -hmm. series that we have into the Spider-Verse is I would say significantly I didn't do the statistical analysis but I would sure, say sure. my eyes tell me significantly lower. Right. And so I understand why that might be. Um yeah. because this is America. Um and I'm curious as to your thoughts about why that is. Well, before we get into that Let's look at, because I know you have the numbers for it, how much did Into the Spider-Verse make versus Across the Spider-Verse? Because this is a very important thing to showcase. Into the Spider-Verse, about 385 mil. Let, let's just call it that. Uh, across the Spider-Verse, 690 mil. Okay, so it almost doubled yes. what the first movie made. And what happened was time and experience of the character in the movie. Like that's so important because when this movie came out, not enough people knew who Miles Morales was. Yes, he had been around. Like we're talking, Miles came out in 20, 2011 in the comics, mm -hmm. right? So we're talking seven years of him being created as a character, being featured as an animated character in, in uh, the Disney Plus, or not Disney Plus, but um, Disney action series. Mm -hmm. um, 
people didn't necessarily know him. If you weren't reading comics, you didn't know. If you weren't watching those shows, you didn't know who he was. So to a degree, the even the concept of creating this movie around Miles, hugely experimental. Mm -hmm. hugely experimental because there was no real reason for them to do it um i think that a part of it came from uh sony exercising their right uh, because sony owns the rights to spider-man like that's very important for people to understand um sony paid dividends early on in the early aughts late 90s to get spider-man and with that, it is every iteration and connected character to Spider-Man that they have the opportunity to play with. So Venom, that's why that's a Sony wow. picture. Like, okay. all these different things. So Sony was like, oh, wait, we have opportunity to do X, Y, Z, and we can we can play around with all kinds of stuff. Oh, this is, this is, this is our toy. Through that, though, they did technically uh, water down the focus. Not only did you introduce Miles in this movie, you also introduced Spider-Gwen, who has a smaller window of existence. Mm -hmm. um, you clearly put in another Peter Parker. Um, you've got Spider-Man Noir, who has another smaller window. You've got Penny B. Parker, who has another smaller window. Mm -hmm. And you've got Spider-Man, who has arguably the longest window outside of Peter B. Parker of, of having existed and being mm -hmm. something that people would recognize. Mm -hmm. So while this is a Miles-driven movie, he is one of the least known characters to be showcased here. So the drive for everyone to be like, oh my God, I got to go see this movie was slight. And I know this is true because I actually saw the movie for the first time through a special um, early screening mm -hmm. that I had gotten tickets for. And I had given them to, uh, I gave a bunch of tickets to people locally. Like they were like, hey, nobody's coming to see this thing. And I'm like, I'm a local comic creator. How can I help? And I think we ended up giving away like 32 tickets to the sneak screening mm -hmm. of like 400 people. And this was like within a week of this screening happening. So this is how like not on it people were because the theater wasn't packed packed. Mm -hmm. um, it was full, but it, like there were still open seats. Mm -hmm. We saw it and walked out amazed. We had no idea what we were expecting. Like it wasn't this. It was not this at all. Mm -hmm. So anybody that was a fan ahead of it had no idea what to expect. And it was strictly out of word of mouth that it hit like it did. And one could argue that 300 million is not that big, but you also have to look at the details. It wasn't connected to any other major showcase of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, it was an animated movie and it was coming out around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. All of these things worked against it mm -hmm. because there were other big, you know, movies that were coming out at that time um i want to say star wars was still part of the mm -hmm. coming out around christmas time stuff mm -hmm. like it wasn't built into that it was absolutely showcased as something separate mm -hmm. um what was it venom had a sneak peek of into the spider-verse as part of like the promotion for it because no this. one knew like mm -hmm. no one was looking for it because mm -hmm. we didn't know what it was so that first movie is the success of the first movie is the box office of the second. Mm -hmm. I know the first one was great mm -hmm. because looking at the second movie, you go like twice as many people want to go see it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And twice as many people want to go see it in June of this year when we had, um, what was it in June alone? We had that movie dropped flash dropped Indiana Jones dropped um the new uh transformers dropped yes. so the level of competition that it has 
for fighting for dollars bigger, mm -hmm. way, way bigger, mm -hmm. and still made twice as much money as, as that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did a great job. Great job. And what I love about the way you just, oh God, what I love about the way you just broke that down is, and this is something that you and I talk about often, right? Like we live in a society where dollars equate to value, like yes. literally and figuratively, right? Or likes and clicks equate to value. And what you just, oh my God, just move my soul. Because it's something that, again, you know, we talk about it all the time, right? Like how many listens do you get? I don't know, but I know my shit was tight. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's, I yes, like I just, I'm here for this. Yes, and I understand that Hollywood is a machine. Hollywood is a business, and yes. they're gonna do stuff that makes money. It's like yes, and what you just said about how important and valuable this was, uh, uh, apart from the dollars, right? Like you explained the dollars and mm -hmm. how that word of mouth, all of those things, right? Like I remember. This summer, when this movie first came out and how everybody was responding, and I was like, damn. I was like trying to sit in the corner, like, don't ask me, because i never seen it. But I was like, I, how people responded. Like, literally, I remember seeing, this is the greatest superhero movie ever. Like, yes. ever. Like, yes. period. Period. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that, to me, more than anything, is what led me to want to be a part of this, right? Like, not... Oh, this is a great like again with Black Panther. I think it was it was twofold. It was Black Panther. It was black as you know what I'm saying. There was yes, that, it was. and yes, it was. it's like people are talking about going to see it ten times. So I'm like, right. what the hell am I doing? You know what I'm saying. Whereas this, to me, people who loved it and people who I respect, yourself included, loved it. Like yes. loved it. And so I think that what you just said, I I, I just I just appreciate the way that you frame that because again not only living in a capitalist society not only whatever like how we equate like if there was never another Spider Verse movie after this like there would be a revolt yes, you know they could the probably they could probably make a make the case of like dollar wise why we should or shouldn't do it but I think that what you just said that intrinsic value I think is amazing and it's something that can be understated. No, very, very true. Uh, to put an even finer point on it, you know a movie is phenomenal when your competitors are saying that it is their favorite. So um, James Gunn, he did an article, I want to say either GQ or Esquire earlier this year. And okay, James, James Gunn, Gunn, I'm sorry? I said, okay, James Gunn with the GQ. I'm just saying, like, he was doing, oh, he, was doing, he, was doing. Um, he And for those that don't know, James Gunn um, is a, is a writer-director, uh, helmed the three Guardians of the Galaxy movies plus the Christmas special and I Am Groot um, series, um, is now the DC Comics head or co-head um, for Warner Brothers for their movies. So his, his place was either firmly with the MCU or Warner Brothers, not associated with Sony at all. And in giving the list of his top five superhero movies of all time, Into the Spider-Verse was his number one. Wow. That's to me, I'm like, that says so much where this dude has every right to not pick you mm -hmm. under any. You are literally competition on every level of his job from who he used to work for to who he currently works for. And he goes, but that one is the best. Mm -hmm. Not even mm -hmm. mine. That one. Mm -hmm. It is so on point. And he's not wrong. Like, I think. When you have the conversation of best superhero movie of all time, and we had different things. Oh, you know, Batman Begins or, or The Dark Knight, you know, any of those things. As soon as somebody goes into the Spider-Verse, it is a non-conversation.
-hmm. you can't argue it. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, well, I don't like that one as much as, but you can't say it's not the best. Mm You can't. -hmm. Mm Like, -hmm. as a as a writer myself, and I am a person who I live, I live in the space of plot holes. I, I find them. It's not even that I look you for do. them, but they, you speak do. To me. they speak to me and I go, mm, that part. That didn't make no sense. <laughs> there is one plot hole in Into the Spider-Verse that I have brought up on Twitter and the directors themselves were not able to answer me about it. And it's, I think it's the one thing that I could be like, that's a flaw. And yet... This movie is still perfect. Mm-hmm. Still perfect. Mm-hmm. And that is an incredible experience. Like that is outright, like as a person again who lives for storytelling. If I go, that's a big hole, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's still perfect. Still mm-hmm. perfect. Well, now you have to share it with us. What is the hole? Yes. Since you've seen it, I can I can bring this up. Yes, I know now. So into into the Spider Verse. Um, Gwen makes a statement that when uh, the uh, particle accelerator first happens, right, it knocked her into last week. That's what she says, yes. which is true. Like when you watch it again, you see like she shows up and uh, Miles meets her before he gets bit by the spider. So yes. this whole thing happens and knocks her at a point in time where she is drawn to Miles for what is going to happen, but not for what has already happened. Yes. So she has existed in this world for a week. Where was she when Peter Parker, the actual Spider-Man of that universe, was fighting? She was there. She actually had powers, was Spider-Gwen, and could have intervened for Peter, but wasn't there. And there is no real reason as to why she wasn't. Like, we don't know. Like, for that week, where did she go? Who did she live with for that week? We don't know. We don't know. What? Yes. I, I'm weird that way, okay? Like, listen, there's a bunch of people that are listening to this podcast, watching us talk, and they're like, <laughs> I have never thought of that what? in five years. Right. I have never asked that question. She didn't want to interrupt the canon events, even though this wasn't that wasn't a part of it yet, but maybe she just was ahead of the game. You know, whatever. Like, whatever sensibility she had drew her to Miles and not to Peter because she knew that Peter was supposed to die. I don't know. We have no idea. Maybe it's something that they'll answer in the next movie, but that was... The one plot hole, the one, was where was Gwen during that week? What is Gwen's week that she's not there to help Peter be, or Peter Parker, the one who dies? Only question. But other than that, everything, perfect. You're perfect. so right. Like, I, my my opinion of it changes none. Now that you said that. Not a but thing. It, it is like, damn, You're like, dang, that's a big old hole. Okay, and like. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> good yeah. y'all victor wasn't lying when he said he quick to point out a plot hole legit every time after i watch any movie superhero related popular or otherwise i have to hit him up and be like yo this is what i thought what you think because i know he gonna tell me what i missed particularly regarding the plot holes you know what i'm saying like i said you need to get you a victor dandridge jr in your life and you need to make sure that you return for the conclusion of this amazing conversation about the Spider-Verse film series about the character of Miles Morales. Our third and final conversation is gonna come with several sneaky preaches. That's all I'm gonna say. We're gonna talk about the value of Miles as a character and what he brings to the Spider-Verse that other Spider-People do not. So please, be there 
or be square. And with that, I thank you for listening and I wish you and your family's safety, health, and joy. Until next time, good people.